Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And uh, thank you for your patience with us as I was on the road and uh, uh, we didn't do anything last week. But we're we going to sing on the road again. <laughs> That's a fine song. You know, Will, Willie Nelson. He's got a lot of others that aren't as popular, which uh, probably better, but yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, in any case, man, there's a lot to talk about for the so-called dead period. And uh, I, I let, let me just start with this. If your name is Brett Mason Rudolph III, it's been one hell of an offseason. It has. Uh, Was he engaged to that girl that he broke up with? Uh, well, there's that. Uh, That's first, I, and I, the I, same week they signed Mitch. They, they, they signed Mitch Trubisky, and and then of course they draft Pickett, and you know the the mini cap seems to go well, and then the Steelers sign this guy named Larry Ogunjobi, um, who was I guess we could say what uh, Miles Garrett's uh, uh, oh Tonto, if you will, uh, wingman. There you go. Um, now, my understanding, and you guys can probably correct me here, uh, they actually settled things, Ogunjobi and Mason, from what I recall. Um, it was more Garrett and, and Mason that didn't. But um, So, Scarps, I, I, I'm going to ask you this question to start us off here. Um, what Do you guys talk about anything like that? If you bring a player in and you might know that there's been a past history with the current player, does the PR group say, uh, we got to keep these guys away from each other or let's orchestrate a meeting? How does that work? Because even though I know they kind of calm things down, it's still got to be a little awkward. You know, I I would say that, and there were there were always people above my pay grade that that did those things, <laughs> um, but for the for the for the media relations side of stuff, yeah, we would we would talk to both of them. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to think like one off the top of my head. Um, uh, give me a minute here. We can come back to that, but yeah, we yeah. would talk to both players and just be like, hey, listen, I don't and flat out I'd be like, I don't know if you hate this guy, like this guy want to kill him i i have no idea but just like don't say that to the media you know let's focus on we're teammates now what happened in the past is in the past we're here to come together win a super bowl blah 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 yada yada yada. uh again i'm trying to think of like a an example of 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 someone and and i don't mean to say that there have been many of those that you may no no but i would no but i would no, but I would say that anytime we brought in a player, anytime we brought in a player, whether they had whether they had a history with someone on our team or not, and I, I've mentioned Mike Vick many times on the show, but you know, when we when we signed Mike Vick, yeah. we not only did we, you know, obviously talk to Mike, but we also talked to the to 
the majority of folks in our locker room that that would have probably been asked about Mike. You know, you go to your Cam Haywards, sure. um, and you never really have to worry about what Cam's going to say. But you always just want to want to assure the guys that you're in their corner, you're looking out for their best interests. Um, at the end of the day, you're a Pittsburgh Steeler and you represent the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's all that matters. And and you always want to look good. Um, so that being said, um, <laughs> I think this would have been a little bit different had uh, Ogan Joby been signed maybe a couple weeks ago when there was a little bit of access. But I'm sure when training camp hits, Mason will uh, have to address that if he's still on the team at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and he I will think, be. Yeah, will be. I think yeah, he, will he will be too. Be. Um, but it, yeah, it's just you know, and of course, we as fans, we we make way more out of these things than is necessary um but you couldn't help but wonder you know let's put it that way um ian i i know you you had some thoughts on the signing here uh of larry okajobi and so i'm gonna go ahead and, and let you uh share those yeah um follow, right. following up on what to, to follow up on what ryan said first that uh actually you know the clips that have been floating around of mike tomlin on ryan clark's show are actually pretty poignant to what ryan said too that you know Tomlin had some some quotes about saying that, you know, with certain guys, you know, he felt it was better to let them kind of express their own personality. Like with Ryan Clark, he said, you know, Ryan, you would just like lose your mind for five minutes and I just let you go. But then you would chill out and, you know, you were committed to the greater cause. You just needed that five minutes to just freak out about whatever it was. And, you know, sometimes it was guys instigating you. Sometimes you were the one at fault, but you just needed that five minutes. He's like, and that's just how you were your personality. He's like, and we didn't try and, you know, get you into some rigid structure. It was like, he just needs to freak out, give him his time. And then, you know, but when you, when you let guys kind of be themselves and do that stuff, they're more willing to kind of buy into the greater goal of the team and sacrifice more of themselves in, you know, in those key moments. Um, so that, that was kind of poignant. The other thing I'll mention is that I thought kind of what he said about having Cam Hayward, um, you know, tutoring Najee Harris in leadership was really interesting too, but Larry Ogunjobi, because that's where we started. I hate it. I I, whoa, whoa. I hate really I hate the signing. Yes, yes. Why? Objective, Why? Okay, objectively, from a football standpoint, he's a good player who can help our team. But from a fan standpoint, this wouldn't be quite like signing Terrell Suggs or maybe even Bart Scott, but like a Haloti Nada. Close. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Or Haloti Nada. No, 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 no. Not from a skill standpoint, Haloti Nada. But from a I hate this guy standpoint. I'd take Haloti Nada. In his prime, in a splash. Okay, let me make my fucking point, Ben. <laughs> Signing a guy like Larry Ogunjobi. Larry Ogunjobi was super easy to hate. He was a jagoff. He's an asshole. And yeah. now he's on our team. And it's like, well, I can't fucking hate this guy anymore. So he's I our hate asshole now. Exactly. I can't hate the guy. You know, so now I have to root for him. So, yes, from a fan standpoint, I hate it because sub objectively – it's a decent signing. He's a good player. Subjectively, I, I hate it because he was really easy to hate, and I did hate him. He was a prick, and now he's on our team. So that's why I hate it. it, it, it to me, it's, it's, it's like, signing. It's like signing a guy that you hate. Like, that's why I was right. drawing the parallel with with like Suggs, with Bart Scott, with yeah, because um, you hated Because okay. you hated those guys. Fair yes. point. Yes, that I was, uh, I, I was, liked I respected yeah. Haloti Nada's game. Oh, I, I oh, so I, much. Yes. Nada was, was a really good prime, player, but he also he broke be, Ben's nose and I was like, did. I don't know. My he hand did. just punched him in the face. <laughs> he he punched happen? him in the face and was laughing after the play. 
And, you know, you could argue about whether or not he did it on purpose or, or didn't. <laughs> Either way, he thought the result was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then Ben came back and whooped their asses anyway. And Suggs walked off the field shaking his head going, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was it, that that's big, big guy rising up in a big moment, but different subject. Ogan Joby, kind of a jag off. I never thought that he was a central player. Let's put it this way. He doesn't rise, rise to the level of, of a Vontez perfect. No, or a Pac-Man no, Jones a no. or a Terrell Suggs or even a Haloti Nada. He just doesn't rise to that level because he's not that good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, good signing objectively if his foot is 100%. Recall that he was going to play for the Vikings and couldn't pass a physical. And it was for a pretty big chunk of money. It was a a good chunk of money and couldn't pass a physical. So now he's in Pittsburgh for one year on a prove-it deal. And, you know, we'll see. Um, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, but he, he, he has been a good run stopper. Over yeah. the course of his career, um, an adequate pass rusher, not great, but adequate. And uh, you know, if he can contribute, I'm all for it. I'm happy. And they feel like he can he can double, he can play on the outside, or he can knock down on the on the specialty packages, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. not going to play edge. No, I don't mean edge. I'm he saying can play, he can play I'm five saying, tech, three tech. Right. I'm saying five, and, and yeah, they're saying one tech too. But I'm like, really? Yeah, <sighs> uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, yeah, from from just a, I guess what you said, objective opinion, I think it's a good signing. I, I think it really helps the depth there. I think it gives a guy like the Marvin Leal maybe a little bit more time to develop, um, you know, and, and maybe makes some of those other guys, a, a Chris Wormley, maybe it makes him better and louder milk. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but it's it, to me, it was a, a needed depth, and they still have plenty Um of cap space left, uh, which we'll uh, we'll get into. Um, he's he's better than Chris Wormley is against the run. You know, both Wormley oh God, and Ogan yes. Joby had seven sacks last year, but Ogan Joby had twelve tackles for loss and sixteen quarterback hits, whereas Wormley only had six tackles for loss and ten quarterback hits. So yeah. he he is better. He has a quicker step. Like I said, objectively, he's a, a decent football player. I just hate it from a fan standpoint because I want to be I want to be able to hate guys. The league is more fun when there's guys you can hate. Well, and, it'd be like Bill Lambeer know. going to the Bulls back in the heyday. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, I guess that's what you're saying a little bit. Or, AFC or maybe, North is full of guys. It's easy easy to hate. I mean, I I fucking hate Joe Burrow. He's not a bad guy. I fucking hate him anyway. He's a Bengal. He gives a shit. He's obviously right. a jagoff douchebag that I was always destined to hate. <laughs> right. <What's going> on? <laughs> I mean, you know, the 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 division's full of guys that are easy to hate because they play for the other teams. Oh, it's every other team hates us just as much as we hate. Them. Oh, absolutely! You know, every other fucking team is obviously very short sighted and and is <laughs> we're the best because we are the good guys. How dare they? I wait. So I I, I don't I like the signing. If he's healthy, I think if he's healthy, I think he can be a really good player, a good yeah. contributor. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if he started camp on the pop list. Um, I yep. wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, limited preseason experience, depending on how his foot is. And I'm not in that building and I don't know. Um, but I look at it as he'll be here for a year. I doubt they'll resign him um, unless he's not commanding 
uh, some love from other teams right. uh, because he will be able to be a UFA again next off season. And if he has a good year with us or a decent year with us and he's healthy, um, I could see him getting a longer term deal somewhere else, but the alternative uh, was pretty grim. Uh, and now this gives a chance if he's healthy for the younger guys to not play as much. Um, and then a guy like uh, Leal to not play as much as well. And we'll see. So, and to actually to add one thing to what Ryan yeah. said, he's only 28 years old, which is kind of like just entering his prime for a defensive lineman. And on a one year deal, I, I'm a big believer there's no such thing as a bad one year deal, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's even if the guy sucks, he's only here for a year, it doesn't hurt you down the line, right? So, one year is fine. Plus, if he blows it up and then goes and signs somewhere else, we're in like potentially get a compensatory pick territory. So, you know, if he blows it up and goes elsewhere, we could get a draft pick down the line for it. There's, there's, this is a, a low risk, or, potentially or high he, reward signing. Or he yeah. could come in and just be a, a, a solid contributor that they decide they want to keep at a, at a decent price, like my previous Adams. And they yeah. bring him back next year in the same role that they've had Tyson Alu Alu in, which yeah. that's to that me is too. that's winning. I, I, yeah. I would be happy if that's the way it worked out. I'm not saying it's going to, but that would please me. I don't know if he can play like the the zero tech the the nose though. I agree, but but, but yeah, you've got so. you've got Alawalu and you've got Adams and yep. and you're you're okay there at this point. Yeah, as long as those guys can manage to stay healthy. Yeah, um, I'll tell you who's having a bad day after that signing though is Carlos Davis. He was already on the bubble in my opinion before that mm-hmm. that guy was signed. He's almost certainly gone now. And Henry Mondu, eh, probably done too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, just a reminder, we are uh, proudly presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. Deck serves Broward in the southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, multifamily, or condos, contact Deck Roofing by visiting deckroofing.com. And uh, thank you to John Deck and the family. They're going to be entertaining Steel Sun here in a couple weeks. Uh, he's, he's heading down there to do some stuff. And, uh, so hopefully he will pick up after himself. You just, um, you just send your children down to Florida to get rid of them. Is that, is that your, your plan? Uh, well, you know, that's really not a bad idea. I'm, I'm sending you off to camp, son. Have it, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it does. It feels like the parent who, as soon as the kid walks in the door from school, they send him to summer camp. Have a good time. Your yeah. mom and I are going to have a staycation by ourselves. Well, uh, well, you know, the, the, the girl is uh, uh, an adult. She's old enough. She goes down on her own. But uh, in this case, uh, he's, he's got an opportunity to, to – uh, go to an ID camp there at a Division II school called Nova Southeastern, uh, which is just down the road from the uh, the deck headquarters there. So, do a little, uh, uh, do a little <laughs> roofing in his spare time? I, he may. He may. I, I he, he should get up on the roof and uh, do some Florida roofing. A little, a little, little internship build. there. Yeah. Oh, oh Bill's man. character. No, oh, yes, it right. I did it once. I did it, and I'll never do it again. Yeah. You that. What you said. No, Ryan. We, no, we're not. We don't appreciate. We don't appreciate fucking hard labor. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. I appreciate the fact that I don't have to do it now that I've done it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I dug yeah. one one post hole today, and I was exhausted. 
I, I mean, I just, I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm done. That's it. You know? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, with the signing of Ogan Joby, we do have a lot of space left. And uh, Ben, I'm going to throw this to you because you were pretty quick on the trigger today. Uh, you know, there's still talk about Boswell and Deontay Johnson. Uh-huh. Uh, there's room to get them done. You seem pretty adamant that it's not going to happen with Johnson. What What are you feeling? Why do you think that way? Well, let, let's do let's do Boswell real quick first sure. because it's easy. I mean, he's going to get whatever the rate is right now, top of the market for kickers, and they're going to tie him up because. He's performed very well, aside from the one year where he had the one injury year. issues. Yeah. Didn't didn't make any excuses. He just said, I, "I you know I just had a bad year and I'm gonna make it up." And he came back, and when he was healthy, he was his normal self again. Yeah. And good kickers like that are are pretty damn valuable. They they win you games, so they're gonna tie him up. They're gonna pay whatever they gotta pay. And like I said, it'll be it'll be top of the market scale. Maybe not quite Justin Tucker, but it'll be just under it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, He's the fourth and, most accurate and, kicker in history. Yeah, and he, and he deserves it. Yeah. All right? Uh, he's a great place kicker. He's been fantastic for us. I, I think that gets done. So, simple. Deontay Johnson, not as, as easy. If, uh, if he really was asking the Steelers for five years and $75 million in February – I said it then. I will say it again and again and again, and people will get sick of it. They should have taken that deal immediately. They should have written it out on a fucking cocktail napkin and had him sign it right there <laughs> on the spot. Seriously, that was a deal. It was a bargain, huge bargain. And now, but, but that now, was before the Kirk deal, right? Right now, yeah. they have no chance in hell of getting that kind of a deal. He, whatever he gets when he does sign his big deal, and it, it's, I don't think it's going to happen this summer. It's going to start with 20, 20 plus million per year. That's what Deontay Johnson is going to get because that's what he can get on the open market. And people will argue, well, he's not worth it. He's not this. He's not that. He blah, 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 blah. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you think yeah. he's worth. It really doesn't matter how much the Steelers think he's worth, although they won't sign him to more than what they think he's worth. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is his agent says, look, this is what he can get on the open market. This. So we'll take a little less to stay because we like it here. Right. But we're not taking five million less. No. It's the market. So the deal. Right. The deal will not get done this summer, in my opinion. It won't. Right. Ryan, what's your what's your thought on that? Yeah, I I I completely agree with 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 uh with Ben when it comes to DJ. I think I think we've we've talked about it on the show. I, I just want to share a, a <laughs> a personal Boswell antidote. Um, the worst player you could sign um, was always a veteran kicker or punter because oh. we would literally, we would literally put their bios into our own format. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the worst part about a kicker or a punter is that you had your regular statistics, but then you had your like extra statistics. So for a kicker, you had you had your regular kicks, extra points, but then you had distances like zero to nineteen, right? Or yep. One to nineteen, but yep. it was fucking hell. Okay, so so I I'm, I'm going to say this because we had uh, the, some names here. I remember we signed Jeremy Kapanos, good day, yeah. Burger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, he was before me, but Kapanos was one, but he wasn't. He won a Super Bowl, didn't he? Or 
Yeah, we went, he went to the Super, Super Bowl. Went to the yeah. Super Bowl. 2010, yeah. my first year of uh, yeah. school when I got hurt. But then uh, Sultan Mesco uh, had a couple oh, yeah. of years. Yeah. And Matt McBriar, the Aussie, yes. another big guy, had some years under his belt. So that 2015 season was hell for a variety of reasons. Uh, but Sean Sweezum gets hurt uh, at the Hall of Fame game. And we already had his bio done. So in comes Garrett Hartley. He was in the league like eight to ten years. So like fucking 15 hours of my life later, and there his bio is done. And then he hurts then he gets hurt. Like, yeah. And he hurts his hamstring. And then fucking Josh Scobie comes in. Oh, great, God. Great, you had to bring that shit up. Great dude. Yeah. Great dude. He just on such terrible fucking just terrible luck. So there's another 30 years out of my life for a fucking kicker bio. <laughs> and I remember being there on a Saturday and we were tried out guys. And I remember I got the tryout list and I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but I really <laughs> hope he makes it because I don't want to do another fucking stupid ass bio. And it was Chris Boswell. No, and I shit. just remember being like, thank you. Like, finally, Jesus, you smiled down <laughs> on me. And I literally had that bio done in like 15 minutes. And I was like, and then, and then, Look what, and then he literally just became like so fucking good. And like, I remember right? at one point, yeah, I remember at one point, fantastic. I remember at one point, and I was really close with Sean Sweezum, great, another great dude. I remember at one point, I think Sean, I don't even know if Sean was even trying to get back into it, but I looked yeah. at him one day, he was like rehab, and I was like, I think you lost your job. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, it's all right, whatever. <laughs> like, like, cause like, that's like, so good for the Steelers, like, that's some very good yeah you know kudos to them for finding for finding you know boss but also to kudos to him for being really really good and then having a really rough year and -hmm. then literally bouncing back yeah and and there's a lot of good kickers in this league but he's besides tucker he's one of three guys that i would be like i want this guy to kick the ball with the game on the line yeah from anywhere from anywhere i agree I, I'd say just him and Tucker for me. It's those two. Yeah, and, and I, I'd say what well, Tucker's range is probably five to seven yards longer. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Tucker's probably fifty-nine-ish in, and let's just say Boswell's fifty-three in, but they're both incredibly accurate. Yeah. I I trust Carlson from the Raiders. Uh, I'd probably trust Mason Crosby as well. Um, Crosby's funny. He goes through those weird yeah. spurts, but he's 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 shit. that like he's got that old you know like old Crosby is old I mean, ice water in his veins. I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. I mean, the guy looks cool as a cucumber, but yeah, he, Mark hit the nail on the head. He yeah. goes through these weird spurts where it's like, it, yeah. how did you miss that one? Yeah, you he make won't this, make like a long yarder. one, and you, yeah. you miss a thirty-eight yarder. What? The, yeah. 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 Ian, yeah. what uh, what are your thoughts on I guess not just Boswell but but Deontay as well? Yeah. Um, you know, the the other thing that that got real screwed up with the wide receiver market was because all these guys signed these big deals, mm-hmm. now the numbers for like the franchise tags are going to be a lot higher too cuz oh, the yeah. franchise tags is like yeah. the average of the top what 5 or 10 guys or something. Top like 10 that. guys, yeah. Top yeah. 10. Well, I think it's like depending top on Top 10 cap number. Yeah. Well, right. well, the franchise tag is one, but then there's the transition, the transition. tag, which is a different number. So that's yeah. right. It's top five, top 10. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, so yeah, like those, those numbers got all screwed up now. So even the idea of like, well, maybe they don't sign Deontay, but they franchise him next year. Like that's a, a risky situation. Cause that's a big cap number for yeah, just one is. year. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to see them lock up Boswell. He deserves it. And, you know, he, they had faith in him and stuck with him after his bad year and came back. The one other thing I'll note about kickers, interestingly enough, since we're talking about them, that drafting kickers actually doesn't work out that well. Kickers, you should sign in free agency, um, but drafting punters does work out well. So, a um, couple years ago, I looked at, or maybe it was last year, I looked at, um, you know, like kickers versus punters that made the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. ones that were drafted versus ones that were free agents. And maybe it's just that Justin Tucker was an undrafted free agent and has made a shitload of Pro Bowls. But like the the rate of kick drafted kickers making the Pro Bowl is a lot lower than the rate of drafted punters making the Pro Bowl. So, uh, yeah, man. if you like it's a weird stat, it, it yeah. really is. Yeah. But um. But yeah, so you're actually better off taking a, waiting on a kicker and picking one up in free agency like Boswell, like Justin Tucker, um, versus actually and Sean Sweetson was a free agent for us too. And yep. he was he was yep. really good. Jeff Reed before him was a free agent. So yep. you know, we've had success finding kickers out there. Um, but punters, you're actually better off drafting, That's which bizarre. is actually an interesting thing kind of going into camp this year is you know, how's uh, how's Presley Harvin gonna bounce back and perform and if anyone out there is watching on youtube ben just yelled at his jog to shut the fuck up and it was hilarious to listen to that <laughs> we need to bring the dog on for a special guest appearance ben anyway but, uh, but as an aside actually, to what, a... what ian was just talking about speaking of drafted punters i really thought matt sepulveda was going to be outstanding and he, he, excuse me dan sepulveda yes Dan. And he just kept tearing ACLs yeah. over and over. But that guy didn't didn't he do it in the two Super Bowl years? He could punt, yeah, and yeah. he could tackle. And yeah, he's I mean, a big guy. I, I remember when the was... punt when the punt returner would get away, and he was the safety, and you could see the hit coming, and I would cringe. I knew it was coming, and he would level these guys, and I was just like, "Oh God!" I'm gonna damn. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this out loud. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we're live. Whatever. One of <laughs> one of the best guy bodies ever seen in my life. Like literally, like like phys- like he was fucking built. He was chiseled, man. I didn't even yeah. know who he was. When I, I didn't even know who he was, I, I I walked in there. It was my first year. Yeah. And I thought, like to my like in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know. It might be the punter. Because he was in the training room, right? And like, like he had like a polo shirt on. He think I think he was just like just walking around. I was like, "Who the fuck's that guy?" They're like, the <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I'm being like, being like fucking arms like Arnold. Like he literally, like literally arms like Arnold. He's fucking six six two. He was chiseled, unbelievable, super nice hey, guy as well. Good for it. Where, where did he come from? What college? I can't. Baylor. 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 That's yeah. right. I knew it was somewhere in the south. Um, I said it. All right. I said well, it. I, I would kind of like to take this topic just as a, a little further. <laughs> um, who who had the worst body you ever saw in the locker room? <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't and like, let, like that. let's be no. real here. Like, we're not I'm talking just... below the waist here. No, you know, no, no. The perverts just... out there. No, no, I'm just getting no, okay. no, no. We're no. Um, the, the, the correct answer for no. hey, hold on, hold on. The correct answer for best body was Casey Hampton, obviously. Hands down. ass man strong. Right. That's but, right. But was there was there ever a guy you just looked at in the locker room and thought to yourself, "How in the hell is this guy an NFL player?" Yeah, more often than you yeah. think. There had to be. 
Yeah, more often than not. Yeah, yeah. Especially when, especially when you got like ninety guys, like like yeah. during this time when you when you're when you got ninety guys, like True. you're just like, how the hell is this dude even in? Like how how is this guy even getting a check right now? Like I don't I, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, you ever seen that picture of Mike Glennon when the Bears signed him? And a Bears fan is like, yeah, this this is the prototype. This yeah, like this is what the here. alpha specimen. And it was like, like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Does the the alpha specimen have a two foot long neck? Is that the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's, the, who's the one now that has a big neck? Davis uh, Texas Mills. Uh, Davis uh, Davis Mills, right? Davis Mills. Yeah, 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 yeah. His neck is like thirteen feet yes. long, like a giraffe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, well, Scarp. Since you're you're warming up here, I'm gonna I'm just gonna turn this over to you. You uh, you had some <laughs> thoughts on the uh, comments this week of, of Chase Claypool. Oh, uh, yeah, that's gonna be good. Claypool uh, stating this week he believes he's a top three wide receiver, not just in Pittsburgh, not just the AFC North, uh, but in the NFL. Um, and, and, uh, that created quite a few talking points as most things do on social media and amongst us. So, uh, I'm going to turn the uh, floor over to you and, uh, go ahead. Thank you. Your honor. Uh, you're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the jury. Uh, so after Chase Claypool said what he said, I kept reading. What's wrong with confidence? What's wrong with setting goals? Don't you want your players to be confident? Of course you do. However, not everything needs to be made public. This is a pattern of behavior exhibited by Chase Claypool. How many times now is he going to say something stupid or do something stupid? And then have to come back and be like, oh, it's okay. I'm human. I'm young. I'll learn from my mistakes. When I worked there, my number one job was to be a player's advisor and consultant. And the number one responsibility was to make sure that your reputation is number one. You are a Pittsburgh Steeler. You are going to act the part. You are going to play the part. You are going to look the part. And guess what? I don't care if you hate me, love me despise me, want to be my friend, don't want to be my friend, slash my tires, it doesn't matter. My job is to make sure that you look good and to protect your reputation. Everything else after that was just gravy. Mm -hmm. Everything you say or do might be a story. Whether that's on social, whether that's an interview, whether you're at the bar getting hammered with your friends and somebody takes a picture of you or a video of you and you stomp somebody in the head, people forget about that one from Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. then when you start saying predictions and hypotheticals and projections, dude, make it boring, man. Make it boring. You're a hey, I, listen, I don't want to talk hypotheticals. I just want to be the best wide receiver that I can be. I want to be the best teammate I can be. I want to make sure that we succeed on offense this year. I want to make sure when the defense gets a stop that we take the ball down the field by any means necessary and we put points on the board. Not everything needs to be public. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's all about clicks. It's all about engagement. It's all about making more money than TikTok than you made on your rookie contract. Dude, really? Nobody gives a shit how much money you make. Nobody gives a shit how many endorsements you have. Steelers fans only care about one thing. Lombardi, 
fucking trophies. Thank you. I rest my case. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Attorney. Yeah. Um, counselor. <laughs> counselor. That's it. Yeah, I forgot my legalese. Well said. Let, Ryan, let me ask you a question. Did did players know that that you were a guy that that that's what your task was was to protect them? And it, like you were describing, you know, you you said your number one goal was to protect those players' reputations. Did did they know that? So here's the thing: when if I was there and I told that to a guy like James Ferrier, he'd laugh at me, right? And I'd, <laughs> right. I'd I'd expect him to laugh at me. I would. I'd expect him to laugh at me. But when you got a younger guy and you're sort of their same age, um, and you're not a player mm-hmm. by any means. But right. you're literally looking out for their best interest because they all of a sudden have all this fame, all yep. this fortune. Yep. They don't know where to turn to. No, I didn't sit there and text them that night at night and be like, hey, da, 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 da. sometimes you had to text them and be like, hey, man, you know, like you got an interview tomorrow or, hey, take that tweet down or whatever. But Ugh. it was always business. And that's what the role is. And now and it's not just the Steelers, but when you got young athletes and young, uh, a younger generation that was basically raised on social media, and mm-hmm. every, their first inclination and instinct is that, oh man, I got to put this out there. I got to put this out there. I got to put this out there. Hey, I, you know, they're not so much advisors anymore or consultants. They're trying right. to be their friends. And I never gave a shit if a player liked me or not, ever. I don't care. Yeah, clearly, because that wasn't my job. I don't think you could. I don't think you could. I mean, I mean, okay, okay. Did I ever lose sleep at night? No. But were there times? Were there times where I was like, man, why is Heinz not like me as much? Like he's always smiling and shit. And everybody thinks he's so great, and he fucking hates me. You know. But but at the end of the day, Heinz was the guy I didn't have to worry about. Like Heinz always uh-huh. said the right thing. Heinz probably hated me because I was like, hey, do you want to do this ESPN interview? But for a younger guy. Who who really doesn't know any? Who doesn't know any? He he came from college, and his SID in college might have been a fanboy too. Like I was never a fanboy. Listen, again, first and foremost, I'm your consultant and I'm your advisor. I'm going to tell you all the right things to say. I'm going to tell you how to look. I'm going to tell you how to act. And you know what? I don't care if you hate me. If 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 yeah. if all re- if we develop a relationship, everything else is just gravy. If we develop a relationship, if you want to buy me a pair of shoes, if you want to invite me to the barbecue cookout, great. Sweet, wonderful, grand. <clears throat> that ain't my job, though. That's afterwards. My job is to make sure that you represent the Pittsburgh Steelers to the best of your abilities yes. so that the people upstairs don't tell me, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Right. Yeah. Sounds a lot like teaching. I'm not there to be your friend. You know, yeah. well, that doesn't mean I can't build great relationships with kids. But and that, not, shit's, and that, shit, yeah. that shit's hard. That yeah. mean, like, literally. Yeah, literally going up to a guy that going up to somebody that, you know, hates you and, you know, yeah. doesn't give a shit what you want to say, but you got to say it because yeah. somebody upstairs told you to. Yeah, that's a so great whether point. that was a James Harrison or another veteran. It was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. But you know what they did when they talked? They said the right thing. <laughs> hey, that that's me? all that matters. So was that me, or did I mention an Art and a Tomlin and a Colbert when I said you should say the right thing? We'll never know. Oh, that's good stuff, man. That's uh, 
that, that, that's yeah, that's really good because I I know as you were talking about it, that was a question I had. If if I'm a player, do I know that I that there are people there that are that are doing that for me or looking out for me? And does it matter? Do I care? I mean, shit. if you're not, you're not doing your job. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Um, better, Ian. I I did, was this much to do about nothing? Should Chase have just shut up? What you know? Yeah, it's not. It's not a hanging offense or anything. It was yeah. stupid. It was ill-advised. It it reflects on the immaturity that's been a hallmark in his career so far. I mean, yep. on and off the field. I mean, yep. like, do you remember that play where he gets up off the off the pile at the end of the play and smacks the player on the top of the head? Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck was that, dude? Right, right. You're lucky that wasn't a flag. What the fuck was that? He eventually got one for doing that later in the Fucking season. idiot. I mean, shit like that. Well, and of course, you had the famous Minnesota game where he, you know, celebrates a, a first down in a situation where it just yeah was so unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, from from my standpoint too, like I, I think Ryan started off hitting the nail on the head. Like Ryan, what he said, I agree with a hundred percent. But also, like I don't mind players have goals and players being confident, but at the same time, like don't say shit like that when you haven't proven yourself and when you're coming off like a terrible season, right? You know, like you're, you're if, a top three wide receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Not even in the, in the AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. If you know the, the guys on the, you know, mid two thousands to like early 2010s teams, the talk trash mm-hmm. had proven it on the field, right? Like Heinz Ward, broke a dude's jaw he could go out and trash talk about you know laying guys out because he he smacked ed reed in the face he he backed it up on the field and he had done stuff on the field that let him go out and say shit and run his mouth yep and he didn't do it a lot but he did it some he did Uh, it some you know but but the you know the smile on his face yeah oh yeah you know and eventually he went on to win dancing with the stars. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. James Harrison, man. all that shit that he did with, you know, the two guns on the cover of the magazine oh, and all that Jesus, stuff. Like man. he he won defensive player of the year. He had, you right. know, broken the Steelers single season sack record. Like right. he did stuff on the field to, you know, give himself a little bit more leeway. Claypool hasn't done shit on the field to warrant like being able to go out and say stuff like that. Like, you know, maybe if he didn't fall down every time he caught the ball, maybe if he'd scored more than two touchdowns last year that he could go out and say, yeah, you know, this year, my goal. And it was part of it was how he phrased it too. Right. Like he said, I know I can be a top three receiver in the league. No, he said, I know I am. Or I am. Yeah. I I know I am. Right. Versus saying like, you know, my goal is to be like, top right. three in the league in receiving yards or whatever. Like right. Deontay Johnson led this team in receiving yards last year. Like Ben's right. Claypool's a top three receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. The other, the other thing that he said that, that take away the individual accolades. He said the Steelers are going to go 13 and four next year. Yeah. There's another thing. Then you start putting it. That's, that's team oriented. This yeah. team hasn't won 13 games since 2017. And how did that end? Not and they well. had and they had a Hall of Fame quarterback, potential Hall of yeah. Fame running back, potential Hall of Fame wide receiver. Ran into some defensive holes and 
and yeah, then but, turn but, the ball but, over a whole bunch of times. You know how many wins? You know how yeah. many wins? Thirteen wins is. It's a lot of wins. A lot of wins, yeah. especially with our schedule coming up. Yeah. Yeah, um, the, uh, the first six weeks is a thing. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll get yeah, into we'll that. Go 13 and four. Like, who the – like, oh, my God. I, and I said – I texted you guys the other day or whatever, fucking slacked, whatever we did. I said to you, <laughs> I said, I swear, this team gets less likable by the year. And I, I like, this That's is like – That means you're getting older. Exactly. When yeah, I saw that message – you're about, yes. you're about to go out in the front yard and yell at some kids to get off your fucking lawn. Get off my lawn. Back in my day, it was so much better. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Scarps. Welcome to the club. You know, just contrasting the whole thing with with um another douchebag wide receiver who was, I mean, the guy was incredibly talented, and you all know who I'm talking about now, and Ooh, had amazing work ethic. And busted his fucking ass. 2011, I remember Antonio Brown, who was an emerging star and went to the Pro Bowl as a rookie, saying, only I expect greatness of myself, which is why I work so hard. Didn't say he was a top three, top five, top one, anything. He didn't say any of that shit. He just said, I expect greatness of myself. Because, and and that is why I work so hard. It's a good. Uh, and and, just, and one like Ben, absolutely right. Just to, to piggyback on it, and then after the after that, Claypool tweeted about. He basically said, like, you know, I don't expect you to understand my expectations or my goals because because they're like basically like he basically doubled down and said like you don't understand my goals and expectations because you're not good enough to be where I'm at. Even though you're not even fucking that good. Okay, like, I, I I get it. I get it. He he can do things that honestly, yes. he can do things that only the top one percent of the top one percent can do. But compared to his peers, he is not a top three fucking wide no. receiver in this league. Not even maybe. And that was stupid. It was dumb. He put a target on himself, and then the double he put a the target double on himself, and. And now this is going to be a talking point for the entire goddamn season. And it's going to be a distraction for him, which is going to frustrate the fuck out of him. And, because and that guy's know, emotional and he's you know, immature. He he's, he needs to grow the fuck up. And 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 the players will ne- players will never admit this, but that ju- but Juju dancing and I'll Juju dancing on the Bengals logo and Vaughn Bell blowing him up. If you don't yeah. think players remember that shit. So oh, if yeah. you don't think the AFC North right now, maybe a Marlon Humphrey or a Mike Hilton uh, or a Denzel Ward mm-hmm. uh, didn't see what he said, right? And I'm not saying they're thinking about it every night. And no, it's like, no. yeah, but they, they, they'll remember that one day. They will. Yeah. They will remember yeah, no, that no, one day. They'll, they'll remember it. They'll use that as fuel going into game week. Week yeah. one, Cincinnati's going to use that shit for, for sure. Yeah. Of course. 100%. And I, I, on the one hand, it's great that he believes in himself and he he wants to go out there. And if he doesn't believe in himself, he shouldn't fucking be there, okay? On the other, he should keep that shit to himself until he accomplishes something. He is making a fucking fool out of himself. It is not a hanging offense. I I keep saying that. I want to emphasize it, okay? Mm -hmm. This does not mean that he's... 
a detriment to the team or that they should cut him or trade him or any other fucking shit I've read this week. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, Why would they trade him? That's nonsense. ridiculous. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that, he, you know, he's not, he's not a team cancer or any of that shit. He said something dumb. He's immature. Okay. When you were I, that yeah. kid's age, you did a lot of dumb shit too. Yeah. Try, try to understand. No. Try. But that said, he's a professional athlete. He's got the spotlight on him. He needs to learn these things and learn when to shut the fuck up. And as Ryan put it earlier, so so succinctly, keep it boring. 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 Boring is good. Maybe not for the news people, but it's good for us. Uh, One thing I want to say, since Ryan mentioned the 2017 team, in defense of that team, before Ryan Shazier's injury, they were holding teams to 17 points and 290 yards per game. After Shazier's injury, those numbers went up to 25 points and 350 yards per game. That's basically another touchdown and another yeah. 60 yards per game yeah. they gave up after yeah. Shazier they, was injured. And, so, and they got even they got even worse in the playoffs. They yeah. they had a handful of holes. And, and, and on top of that, points. the offense went out and turned the fucking ball over three times. Three times in the first quarter? Yeah. Yeah, they were down 21 nothing. They spotted the first them a 21 nothing lead. Yeah. They spotted them a 21 nothing lead, yes. But were they was it three turnovers in the first quarter or was it three in the first half? Anyway, <laughs> it was a lot of fucking turnovers. It was five yeah. overall. Yeah. And the Steelers' offense lost that game as far as I'm concerned, not the defense, even though they were not good. Yeah. yeah. So just in, in defense of that team, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. they were – 13 and 3 may have been a little bit of a misnomer because after Shazier's injury, they won a couple games that they were lucky to win. Like they beat a, you know, a Green Bay team that had Brett Hundley at quarterback, I think. They had, they were like seven and one in one possession games, some shit like that. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very valid point, Ian. And and plus, not not just the physical side, but I think the emotional side too. I, you know, dealing with, with a teammate that, yeah, you 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 just don't paralyzed. Know, you don't know what his long term prognosis is, and and you're out there doing the exact same thing that he got hurt doing. So yeah, um, yeah, no, it's a very good point. Um, I want to remind everybody too that we are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, which means we are very pleased to be uh, associated with DraftKings right now. If you download DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN bet five dollars on. Either the Tampa Bay Lightning to win or the Colorado Avalanche and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I hate them both. Yeah, I'm not a fan of either team as well. Uh, I think we're going to OT right now. I hate oh, are Tampa, they? I hate they Tampa are, yeah. more, but Jeez. I hate them both. I, hey, I'm an old Red Wings guy, uh, so I hate the abs, but I don't really care for the Lightning either. So um, we we do need to talk a little Minka Fitzpatrick for sure, um, because we didn't uh, do a show last week. We didn't really get a chance to, to chime in on his record-setting uh, contract. He's currently the highest-paid safety in the National Football League. Um Ian, does uh, does that deal before you comment on it in general? Does that deal get done if it's still Kevin Colbert and not Omar Khan? Probably, yeah. I mean, he, you know, they traded a first round pick for him. He made two All Pro teams, 
And then last year he led the team in tackles, which it's never a good thing when a safety leads no. the team in tackles because it means your line and linebackers aren't doing shit. What, what um, I should have said was got done this early. That's what I probably should have said. Okay, maybe not. It might have yeah. might have went till training camp. Um, okay. but it, I think it still gets done. I mean, it, yes, I agree. He he absolutely deserved it. I mean, you know, two. <laughs> Two all pros within the first, you know, within his rookie contract is just insane. Um, I also want to note, as an aside, I am wearing the Minka Mania shirt tonight from DC4L Custom Tees, which we are happy to be associated with. So go check out, um, you know, the, st- the Steelers stuff on their website and follow them on Twitter because they're great. They do a- right. all kinds of cool shit. Um, but but yeah, I mean, they, they had to get Minka done and he was going to be the highest paid safety in the league. And, you know, there was a couple other safety contracts that were pending out there um, that it was it was kind of good that they got it done before those other ones happened because it could have pushed the number up even higher. I mean, you know, now you've got a Jesse Bates in Cincinnati, which is kind of an interesting situation that Cincinnati is a team that traditionally hasn't paid players a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So, like, does Cincinnati let Jesse Bates walk now? And, you know, Ian, how do you think the the wide receiver market? figured into the negotiations with Minka? Um, not that much, actually, because the really? wide receivers, yeah. I mean, the the top safety contract was at like 17-ish mm-hmm. million, 17 and, 17 and change, yeah. Um, okay. And they gave him 18 and change, basically. Okay. So he was he was about 1 million per year over But those, those two top. contracts being out there still, those two guys being out there needing to be done, do you think that made the Steelers nervous given the fact that the cap number's gone up so much and these some of these contracts we've seen be awarded have been so fucking outlandish? And I was using the wide receiver group as an example, but we've seen some some pretty outlandish contracts this year. We have. You're right. I, I was just thinking that like Minka at 18 isn't even approaching those top wide receiver contracts that are over 20. Right. Right. That, right. For sure. Know, and yeah. I, I didn't mean in terms of dollars. Yeah. I just was using the example of basically team spending stupid money is what you're saying. Team spending stupid money because yeah. they've got more money against the cap and they can. And it's, as a result, agents are going, yeah, um, you have the money. I know it. You're going to have yeah. even more money next year. Yeah. Uh, my guy can get this. You're going to pay us this or I'm going to keep shopping. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, really the Steelers kind of did have some leverage in this situation that, you know, they had make on his fifth year option this year and even yeah. franchising him next year right. would have been less money than what they actually paid him. So, you know, they they had the Steelers had a little bit of leverage in this situation with sure. that fifth year option in the the franchise tag potentially next year. Um, but it also sends a good message to kind of bridge the gap between Kevin Colbert and Omar Khan that, you know, Colbert's thing was always we're going to draft and develop our guys and we're going to reward the guys that, you know, succeed with next contracts and they didn't draft Minka, but they traded a first round pick for him. So essentially, you know, but, but let's not forget too, you know, there's been plenty of guys we've drafted that haven't gotten a set in the first round that haven't gotten a second contract with us. We got two all pro seasons plus another year that he was our leading tackler on Mm -hmm. defense that, you know, I mean, he's been really damn good for three years. 
there's been first round picks that haven't been good for one year for us. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about getting your money's worth, it was definitely worth what we gave up to get him. Um, I, I love, you know, it's, it's, I love having Minka on the team. I think he's great. Um, you know, he's completely transformed the way we're able to defend mm-hmm. teams and play defense. Um, the one thing I will say though, is Minka can't do everything right that no. the the biggest problem you have as a defender in football is when you think you have to be instinctive and be able to react and just go when you pause to think is when you get beat and some of the times last year that we were getting gashed so badly up front in the run game that Minka, I mean think about that remember that Vikings game that Minka like freaked out on the field after he made a tackle yeah that like because it was a tackle 20 yards downfield yes and the guy it was delvin cook came through the line untouched and minka's like fucking do something you front seven in front of me and then you know and yeah did was minka not as good in pass coverage last year yes but that's also because he had to keep his eyes forward Right. For if they ran a friggin' draw play on third and eighteen, and the guy and got that's the thing that yards. people don't realize is that he had to he had to play the run yes. more aggressively last year, which is why he was less effective in the pass. Yes, yes. That, that that little tantrum that he had in that game, I remember it so well, and I just remember thinking, fantastic. I remember thinking, shit, that's all of us. He was Every absolutely one justified of us in doing was that. thinking yes. the same thing, and it's like, yeah. yes, you know, not this it, guy. Man. Yep. I, had Dalvin, I had Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team. Oh, my God. Dude, Dude shut the fuck oh. Seriously? Oh. What the fuck yeah. kind of bullshit is that? Scarves, man. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, I will say objectively for how bad the Steelers run defense was, it was probably a good idea to play whoever we were playing, but go yeah, on. Fuck. This, is, this, is why I hate, this is why I hate fantasy football. I fucking hate it. If you are that guy, I belong to a fan club, and there are usually between – let's say 120 and 200 people that watch the game in a bar, all Steelers fans every week. And if some asshole you. stands up and says, yeah, that guy from the opposition is on my fantasy team and he's had a good play. I will stand up, stand on my chair, point at him and tell him to shut the fuck up as loud <laughs> as I possibly can. Um, I would like video, uh, uh, there okay. probably is video uh, out there of me doing it. Yeah. There, there have been. I mean, you guys, you guys think I'm pretty passionate on the the podcast, which I get. There have been some psychotic football meltdowns. My friends will tell you. Absolutely fucking psychotic. Sense, There's um, this one fucking asshole. I'll give you guys an example. And this is, hey, you know what? Rant, Ryan did the. Uh, I'm talking about a guy's body earlier in public. <laughs> I'll give you guys a fucking example of a. It's 2022, Ben. Okay, it's off anyway. It's off season. I won. (laughs) It's off season anyway. So let's just go ahead. We'll embarrass ourselves for the entertainment of the listening. (laughs) Thank you to our loyal listeners. Um, Guy rolls in, and every time he's a Packers fan, and he he comes in to talk (laughs) to my friend Nora. Um, tall, nice-looking blonde woman. And he comes in, and she sits right behind me. She's right behind me. And he'll roll in, and he usually rolls in late in Steelers games in a wheelchair. Okay? Oh. Yeah. Shit. I don't know where we're Rolls in, and he wants me to move my seat so he can sit where I'm sitting. And I always tell him, no. This is where I sit. I'm superstitious. Game's on. This is where I sit. This is where I'm staying. Close game. Tensions are high. 
leave me alone. Uh huh. So he'll sit right in the middle of the aisle and try and talk to her during the game. Now, she doesn't even like him or even want to talk to him. So I'm like, dude, why don't you just tell him to fuck off? Go away. But every time that motherfucker shows up, every fucking time the Steelers lose. You know the last time he showed up? The last time he fucking showed up was that Jesse game, that Jesse James game where he, he caught the yeah. touchdown and yeah. they ruled it. They ruled it. Yeah. Not a catch. That was that fucking game. That was that asshole's fault. That. That was a psychotic football meltdown. I threatened you, to punch a guy in a wheelchair. That's <laughs> how fucking pissed I was. I you said, I'll tell you what. I will sit here in a chair, and you can punch me, and I will fucking punch you back. I was I was incensed. What so, you didn't know is that he had a direct line to Tony Corrente that day. This fucking asshole in Portland trying to cock block me right now. So you yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's Point the last time you saw this guy? That is the last time I saw him, and I threatened Is he alive? Him. My friends still no laugh about this. Yeah, remember that time that Ben tried to threaten – that Ben threatened to – I mean, is the guy, guy still alive? I don't know. Oh, He's fuck. Like, let's just that, – that was the short version of the story. The guy is an asshole. He pushes people's buttons, and he kind of hides behind his, his disability. And basically, I was ignoring it to that point. But to that day, I just – I lost my fucking shit. I was already – I was already fucking losing it. Then they played Renegade in the bar, and he was bitching about how much dick sucks. They do suck. I don't care. You're Ooh, so you agreed <laughs> with him about this, something. This is a fucking shared space. You're with a bunch of Steelers fans. Shut the fuck up. So I yelled, shut the fuck up three times. Then I told him I was going to punch him in the face. Then Nora tried to get in and break it up, and I was like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. I'll sit in a chair and punch him. Make it even. Uh, holy shit. Now look, I, and I'm all gonna, all of that actually happened. I'm going to side with all you. Know what it has to deal with me saying Daniel Sepulveda had a good body. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's it's me, it's me embarrassing myself like you embarrassed yourself. I mean, there's a difference. <laughs> I mean, fuck, man, uh, whatever. I digress. Well, uh, and, uh, okay, so I think you were within your rights to keep your seat if the Steelers are still on. Then. Too fucking bad. He she's got to wait. I, yeah. Regardless of who it is, what he is, whatever. Yeah, you you got to wait, man. So I'm guys a fucking jinx. Yeah. Do you remember that scene from A Boy's Life when when the 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 mob boss, the neighborhood boss, throws the guy in the fucking he like he tries to put his money in the a Bronx tail. tail. A Bronx, Bronx tail. tail. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Life. What the fuck are we Bronx talking tail. about right, right now? You're right. Push. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Bush. I don't want to see your fucking mush. face. Put yeah. him in the fucking bathroom. Put him in the oh, fucking bathroom. Yeah, that. This guy is that guy. He's a fucking jinx. The boy's Every life. goddamn time he shows up. Every time. <laughs> I fucking lose my shit. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> all love. All love right shit. here. All all love. For sure. For sure. I really was. I was being sincere. Thank you. <laughs> uh... All right. No, and and, and honestly, there the have th- that's not the only psychotic uh, football <laughs> breakdown I've had, but that's the that's boys one of them. Life. The fuck are we talking about? <laughs> it's the off season. Who fucking cares? Yeah, pretty much. You would you one, say earlier? Would you say earlier, Matt Sepulveda? How yeah, dare you speak about Daniel that way? Get <laughs> <laughs> st- a moment. I got a buzz. I see a picture of boys' life, and I'm thinking Rodney Dangerfield. You're making boys sound, you know? Oh, my God. Uh, 
I can't I give him respect. Uh, Bronx Tale. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, put him yeah. in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. Uh, He's that fucking guy. <laughs> Goddamn jinx. Back to Minka. <laughs> what? Back to Minka. Is that where this started? Six degrees I, of Minka. Back to Minka. Um, and, I, and I texted you. I, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and I'm not as big on Minka as most people are. It doesn't mean I don't think he's a good player. Right, um, right. But the alternative is what? To not re-sign him? Well, like, uh, to me, that's just, just you know, it's asinine to, to not re-sign him. So you re-sign him. Um, I think he's a really good football player. I think he is an anchor on the end. And I just hope that uh, our front seven does enough this year to to let him play his natural position. Yes. He doesn't have to play up Absolutely. as much. And he can just play as a center fielder uh, and go from there because, and I've said this many times on the show, the Steelers struggle with decent to good quarterbacks, and they have a pretty fair amount of those on the schedule this year. Um, so I would like to see him stay in his position and – uh, do what comes naturally rather than, uh, you know, tackle running backs 12 yards past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, does uh, does Minka have faults? Sure. But at the same time, I agree with you, Ryan. What, what's the alternative? I, I mean, you, you got to sign this guy. He's a great player. He's outstanding. I, yeah, I, I think that um, – if that front seven does as you said, if they can hold their own, then he becomes his old self again and doesn't Minka, have to steer down the box. Minka has done little things, forcing turnovers, mm-hmm. forcing miscompletions that were game changers, literally. He, he's, he's very good with his eyes. He he is very good. It doesn't yeah. just say that he's not that he is always in position. He's not. Sometimes he fucks up. Sometimes he guesses and yep. he's out of position. It happens. Yep. Um, it happens to all of them, but he's done a lot of little things that were game changers, literally, and and remember, that's why he's been valuable. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that game against the Rams that Mason Rudolph somehow won? Like Mike Tomlin, yeah, Mike Tomlin outcoached boy genius Sean McVay, um, which might be Mike Tomlin's finest coaching job. But at any rate. There was a play at the goal line. They had like third and goal from the seven, and they ran a crossing route to Cooper Cup, and Minka came from like the other side of the field and broke it up, and they asked him about it afterwards, and he was like, yeah, I saw that on tape. And then some some blogger went back. I don't remember who or someone on Twitter went back. It might have been like uh, Nick Farabaugh, who does a great job. Yes, but he, he went was. back. He was like, he no, tried to find the Brett, last. Uh, was Brett what's his fuck um, The guy who breaks down tape for YouTube. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> But he went back and like the only time the Rams had run that play was right. in like week three, and that was week eleven. And so like Minka saw that play on tape and was like, "Oh yeah, that's what they're gonna run this time." And he broke it up, broke up the pass. Yeah, I, like a dick. I gotta look yeah. it up. I still but, say Jared Goff's arm was definitely going forward in on in that game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Probably was. Yes. Yeah. I forgot because it that. started. It started with a snap over Mason's head. For a touchdown or some yep. shit like that, and then and then the we safety, got one. Wasn't it? Was it a safety or was it a touchdown? I think it, yeah, that's how they got the twelve. Yeah, the, the yeah. Oh, yeah. twelve. Yeah. yeah, but they also but, let's not forget that Sean McVay called 
not only did he call a fake punt in that game, but he brought in like Blake Bortles on a third and one to run yeah. a QB sneak. Like he, he, Come on. yeah. If Mike Tomlin had done that in that same game, he would have been crucified. But yes. like, you know, McVay no outsmarts himself sometimes, which is why I love trolling Sean McVay lovers because it's like, you know, he does the same stupid shit that everyone else does. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect at all. He only um, won with Jeff Fisher's players, by the way. <laughs> he did. There was a, and I don't, I, I can't remember the handle. I, we, we can close with this, or you can tell me to go shut up. But yeah, you're fine, Scarps. Go. Somebody on Twitter today said that Mike Tomlin is the greatest coach in Steelers history. Mm. Pretty much said that. Um, uh, well, it was his opinion that Mike Tomlin is the greatest coach in Steelers history. And I, yeah. I will. I will give him that what? Mike Tomlin is one of three Steelers coaches over the last like 60 years. Mm-hmm. And I will give him that Tomlin and Cower are pretty much neck and neck. Tomlin will surpass Cower eventually. Yep, he will. Uh, but there's a fucking emperor, Charles Knoll. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't care how much talent Chuck Knoll had. Yeah. Chuck Knoll is just as important to this franchise as Joe Green is. Yeah. Um, I agree. And even more important than Terry Bradshaw. And, 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 and that was back when, a lot. when that was back when head coaches ran the draft. Yes. Yeah. That I mean, so well, I, 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 I can understand being in the moment and, and listen, Tomlin is a damn good coach and Tomlin. Or if if Cowher made the Hall of Fame, Tomlin should be in a Hall of Fame when it's yep. all said and done. He will. He will. Which is fine. And I'm good with that. And I don't want to get rid of Tomlin. I love Mike T personally. Even being out of the out of the game five years now, I love it. And you saw that interview on the pivot. That's who Mike T really is, but you never see that in the weekly press conferences. And that's why you get this sort of fucking attitude about him because he's short with the local guys. I wish he was better with the local guys. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, Mike Tomlin, how good is it to say how 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 fortunate are we to say that neither Mike Tomlin nor Bill Cower are the best coach in Steelers history? Fucking a, that's a great point, Ryan. That it is that is I, an outstanding point. I'm not even picking on the guy that said what I, he said. Right, I'm saying yeah, how fortunate no, are we? Yeah, I, no, think, I, I was thinking, I was talking about this before, and I was yeah. making a reference to Rod Woodson. And I was like, How fortunate are we that we got to watch this guy play? And he's not even the best cornerback who ever played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And he's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah he's I a think, Hall of Famer. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think what happened today was when that interview came out, a lot of people saw Mike Tomlin. Uh, as a great guy, somebody, Ryan, that, that you've seen, you know, most of us have not seen Mike Tomlin other than in a coaching capacity. Um, and they just, you know, all of the accolades and, oh, my God, what a great interview and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I think there's a separation, though. Um, I think he's a good coach. I, I will never say that Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Uh, I just believe he, he's a good coach, but I think he's a great man. 
Uh, and I think, I think he's that's a great what, leader. He's I, yes, a very, and I he's think an that's excellent what, leader of men. Yep, yeah, I think that came across in that in that podcast today. And I think some people just were so fired up over how good it was. Like, oh, he's the greatest ever. He's just you know, and so people run with that. And, yeah, but and you, know, I, you know that you know. you know that fans are prone to hyperbole. Oh, Mark, yeah. no, I mean, no. You know, Twitter.com has never week, seen hyperbole. One week the guy is the greatest coach ever, and oh, the yeah. next week he is the worst coach yeah. ever, and they should fire him. And what the fuck? Why is he still here? Yeah, and it's it, you know it's a constant thing where it's it up is. and down and back. No middle ground, no gray area, nothing like that that doesn't exist and listen i because i fucked this up and i want to give the guy credit the guy that found that point that that ian was talking about when minka said oh yeah i saw that on tape and it was two months before that was brett coleman he's got a youtube channel okay highly recommend it the guy breaks down shit that you will not believe and you're just like how the hell did you find this good for him it's amazing the guy, yeah, knows his shit. Okay. Um, I, I think that's about it, guys. I, I did want to uh, give a big shout out to uh, uh, Tony Siragusa, who, of course, was a Raven, a hated Raven, um, but a larger-than-life type guy. And uh, he passed away at the way too early age of 55 years old today. Um, you know, part of the great rivalry. And, uh, uh, you know, just just uh, he played at Pitt. Uh, too, which which brings it home a little bit there too. But uh, uh, and uh, birthdays today: Mike Wagner, seventy three, and Eric Green. Believe it or not, also fifty five years old. Eric Green, the tight end, unfreaking believable. Uh, so for these guys and myself, that's it. Make sure you visit SteelCityBlitz.com uh, on Twitter at SC Blitz, and of course on Facebook, Instagram, and all that other stuff. Uh, anyway. We're getting out of here. This has been the SCB Steelers Podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. And hey, on a closing note, um, you know, I know we come across as unfeeling assholes because basically we are, but we like all of you and look out, take care of your health. Take care of your health. It is the, the most precious thing you possess. And also the fucking Ravens suck. <laughs> 